Welcome to Get Your Shoot Together, the photographer's podcast where we discuss studio, business, life, and keeping it all in line. I am Kira Derryberry. And I am Mary Fisk Taylor. <laughs> Hello, Kira. Hello. Ah, my gosh. Hey, guys, let's give a big shout out to this week's sponsor, our great friends at Retouch Up. I think you guys know by now I'm a huge fan because whereas Kira loves to do that kind of work, I do not. I actually <laughs> detest it. Um, but uh, I think we both can agree that, man, it is so nice to have that outside partner that we can use to help us um, upload our images for acquiring, retouching, head swaps, uh, what do they call it? Background dropouts, restorations. They even do some painter services. So if you're not familiar with our great friends at Retouch Up, please check them out. They will help streamline your workflow and keep you doing what you do best, which is hanging out with your friend Kira and Mary <laughs> and listening to podcasts from Get Your Shoot Together. That is right. And, you know, I was talking to one of my friends who hasn't used Retouch Up before, and she was, you know, a little bit worried about kind of getting all involved. But the nice thing about it is there's no contracts. There's no commitments. You can try it for a one-off thing and use it only when you need it. So you definitely don't have to subscribe. You just have to sign up for an account. So, And they have U.S.-based customer support by phone, email, live chat, and they are super, super duper easy to work with. So easy to work with. And I love that. Yeah, don't no contracts, nothing. And they don't even bother you. Like, I've never even received, like, a bunch of spammy emails. <laughs> lots of lots of positive things. If you're a new user, make sure you put in the code G-Y-S-T, which, of course, stands for Get Your Shoot Together. And uh, they're going to do some special awesome stuff for you. That is right. Well, hey, how you doing? Oh, my gosh. I'm good. But uh, I got an email. <laughs> I got an email the other day and it's from one of my grooms from 2014. Not it too long ago, really. Not, six years. Was just six years ago. Yeah. But he kind of went ballistic on me, which was kind of awkward because I haven't actually talked to him since the wedding. Like I designed the wedding album with the bride and all that was fine. Anyway, he kind of like, it pretty much was like, dear Mary, I am so um, disappointed. Da, 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 da. I'm, I'm looking. I'm like, what in the world is going on? Well, evidently, him and his bride from 2014 did not. It didn't stick, Kira. The, the marriage oh. didn't make. So oh. they are separated and divorced, and he's getting remarried this weekend. Oh. Yeah. And just so happens, I guess, in his time hop or something on social media, because... Last weekend was their anniversary, so it's right around that time. Uh-huh. Or maybe it's this coming weekend. I, don't, I can't remember. But um, all, like, 20 images from their wedding day, <laughs> from his 2014 wedding, pop up from, from our Hazen Fist page. Uh-huh. Because, you know, we tag them, or they tag themselves, and we tag all the vendors and all this stuff. Sure. It's, it's social media work. work. It's yeah. social media. And, like, went off on me in this email that how disrespectful that the week before his wedding, <laughs> like I single-handedly made these images pop up. They're from 2014. Like I don't repost images. And I didn't get the memo that they were no longer together. Yeah, how are you I haven't supposed talked to, to these people. I don't, what? I don't know. So I literally had to sit on that email. It's one of those emails that you had to kind of take a bit, take a beat. And I'm like, huh. I need to take a beat on this because I'm not even sure how to respond. Like, I, I can't apologize. I will apologize. But I'm like, well, for I mean, what? Like, I, one, well, I, one, I've never heard of a groomzilla. He sounds like a groomzilla. I know. You know. Um, I think he's marrying a very insecure girl. <laughs> apparently, yeah. you know. But, um, 
Two, I, I, well, one, one, to me, I mean, is he an older groom? Because, like, why doesn't he, no offense to that, but, like, he doesn't seem to have a, a strong grasp of how social media works. Social media works, you know. Great Once point. on the internet, always on the internet, you yes. know. I mean. He said he was going to call Google because there were Google images from his wedding, and I'm like, Dude, well, have fun on that hold line. Yeah, I was like, okay, you I'm better you than me. And I'm thinking, I said, you know, I when I emailed him back, I said, I well, you know, I I didn't know, and I'm I'm sorry to hear that, you know, your 2014 wedding didn't work. Da da da. Congratulations. No disrespect, but I didn't repost these. Like I don't repost six year old wedding images. Like that no. would be kind of silly. Like I only post current, and and it was just long thing. And and I said, you know. With you all's permission and actual encouragement, your wedding was shared. It was published in a wedding book. And a lot of people have access to these images and they're beautiful and they were shared. And I know a lot of vendors still use it. Like he got mad at me because like the cupcake shop still uses one of his pictures. And I'm like, then you need to call them. You need to go one by one and contact everyone who had anything to do with this wedding and, and ask them, respectfully ask them to take them down in a polite yeah. way. That's his job, not yours. I, I, he the was cupcake really place. upset. And he said it, it was so offensive to his fiance and it ruined her day. And this is her wedding. We, I'm thinking, oh, my God. Are I mean, does serious? she not know you were married before? And I just I just couldn't believe. So I spent I spent like an hour going through. Website. I mean, it was a quarter of a million dollar wedding. It was one of the biggest weddings we've ever done. Their images are in a lot of places. They've been posted. And and I, I went in and I, I, I took them off as many places as I could. I took down, you know, any of their engagement and wedding pictures from our website. From I went back to 2014 and went through. I mean, I did everything I could. But I said, you know, sir, I can't control what other vendors do with these. You're going to need to contact your original vendors because... With you all's encouragement, like you all wanted your wedding published, you wanted it shared, you wanted it published. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of a lot of brides are very excited by that idea. You know what I mean? That their wedding was so amazing, yes, and so uh, so done, done so well that people would want to share all that stuff. I mean, it was it's very the cover flattering. of a wedding, a local wedding magazine. Like it was everywhere. It was a yeah. big wedding. It was a big. It was a high profile wedding because of the investment. Anyway, I just was blown away. So I was thinking, man, you know, I mean. I'm will and I am willing. I, of course, I was not snarky. I was not rude. I said, and I did my best. I did. I spent an hour yesterday. Well, that's I think. what you have certainly have to do, you know. But I was with a little bit of like, you know, you kind. It's one of these things, Kira, and where you want to say, "Look, you signed the contract. This was the deal. I did everything you you all contracted me to do. Plus, tough it out." I didn't say that, but I mean, I could have. You know what I mean? Like what? I could have. Well, what a different situation it would have been if he had come to you from a place of, hey, Mary, oh, my gosh, it's been so long. Listen, a lot of things have changed. Yeah. I I had no idea that these weddings were still online until they popped up. And could you please take them down because I am getting remarried and I'm so embarrassed that, I, that you know, that this could upset my bride. You know, thank you so much. I'm sorry for the inconvenience. I mean, that is the approach that I would expect from someone. But instead, he, like, attacked Accused you. Accused me and, of doing yeah. something accused me of doing something despicable to his bride-to-be. And I'm thinking, I swear to God, I didn't even know they were divorced. I mean, I don't usually follow my clients on social media because it's just different. You know, my social, my personal social media is for me to talk about, you know, 
this podcast or my family or Waffles Von Shortstack <laughs> or, you know, um, small business consulting. That's what I talk about. And that's not where I really want my clients engaging. Um, so I had no idea. I'm not friends with them. They were clients. And I love my clients. Don't get me wrong. But I've always, for 25 years, I've made a really, I've done a great job of keeping that division. Do you, uh-huh. are you friends with a lot of your clients? Oh, this is such a, this is such a, a sticky, sticky subject for me because I would say that my policy would be to say, no, I, you know, like I totally agree with you that yeah. there, there needs to be a separation because you are providing a service. They are paying you a certain amount of money and, um, and, and it, it's helpful when you're not close. Yes. Right. Yes. My problem is is I keep accidentally really like, we, I just hit it off with a few right. of these, these clients. And then next thing I know, it's, you know, it's like hanging out to go to their house and do their consult. You know okay. what I mean? Like, yeah. and see, that's, a, that's an area that I have uh, fallen into. It's not causing a direct problem yet so far. I met these people because they were clients and it's not becoming a problem where they're expecting any sort of discount. But in yeah. my mind, it's causing it's causing a little bit of a hiccup in the way I do the sales. I, I you know? so yes, 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 yes. I mean, that's exactly what I was worried about because this when I'm friends with somebody, I'm real. I mean, I am all in. I am like uh-huh. ride or die. You are. I am right. You know, and I'm not gonna. I would never charge. I would. Never, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want us. Like you and I never talk about money. You, you know what I mean? Like whatever we. You know what I mean? Like I just don't. That's just not in my makeup and it makes me uh-huh. feel icky inside. This is me. This is not, I'm not judging anybody else. It's just how I feel. So I would have such a hard time in the sales room. And also, have you ever done business with somebody that you thought you were friends with or friends with, and then you were disappointed, but you couldn't tell them because you're friends? I yeah. never want to put my my clients in that position. Like, Yeah, where they don't really like the thing. Right. Right. Or they and, think there was an error or they're not happy with the artwork or something, but they don't feel comfortable telling me uh-huh. because we're friends. Like I just right. take that out of the equation and I love my clients. And of course I'm friendly with my clients, but I don't go out to dinner with them. I don't have drinks with them. We don't talk about politics, religion. <laughs> like No, no way. You know what I mean? Whereas with my friends, that's all I want to do. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just an, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. And you know, obviously I've had the studio way before social media. So I, I have clients try to friend me and I just uh-huh. always delete their requests. Well, you know what I do on social media? Because I, I do have a little bit of a... Your social media um, is different though. You handle your My social media is different. Yeah. I, you know, Facebook allows you to do this thing where you can classify people into different groups. Yes. Not like Facebook groups, but just when you friend somebody, you can add them to a list. Right. So they can right? see certain things, correct? Yes. Okay. And so I have done a fairly good job for the past few years of when a client friends me and I can see it's a client or somebody I met because of the business, I add, I, I will accept their request and I will add them as uh, under the client list. Okay. So that if I ever want to post something that was specifically, you know, like I use my social media um uh, because because I have a client list, I use my social media a lot to advertise stuff for work, you know, yes, for like things do. going yeah. on. And so um, I don't always do that to the world, you know, I because mm-hmm. or to photographers because I have both those things. But I have been considering, we talked about that. I'm, this is funny. This is coming back up. I have been considering wiping out my entire personal social media friends list. 
I know. And changing, I know, because this, to me, to me, I'm going to use this word. This sounds super douchey. So I know, I know how it sounds. I want to wipe out my friends list. I want to have a personal profile that is just people I want in my feed, people who are friends with me, people who I like dear, dear people to me in the feed. And then I'm thinking about doing a public profile that is for everything, all photography, everything that I do, every, every even meme photography, meme or anything that I, whatever, so that my photographer friends can connect with me there and then just have like a Facebook group for my clients. Or, or have my, my, my business page just be my client page. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm considering doing because I got to tell you, like, I, social media right now is so overwhelming that I'm having trouble, like, distinguishing those audiences. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, separating those audiences. And I have a friends list or an ad list that is, I, I know you do too, where it's just like unanswered. I, I, I just stopped answering the friend requests. Right. Because <laughs> if I haven't met them or it's somebody, into, you know what I mean? So I don't know. What do you think? I'm thinking about doing it. I know you are. So I've thought about it a lot. And, and there was a time and, and, you know, obviously, you know, uh, I'm, a, I'm a lot more vocal on social media about my feelings. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely gotten some really ugly, you know, feedback and comments and messages and things like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I'm almost at 5,000, which is why I've pretty much stopped expect- accepting friend requests as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know that I can mentally handle another Facebook situation. Like, I just don't know if I can handle another Facebook page, meaning my well, personal page versus my public page. And I, I just, I'm not a public figure. Like, it just seems so stupid I know, stupid that's the to thing me. that sounds douchey about it, right? Like, it's the public figure thing. Yeah. So. I mean, I just would feel, I, would, I think I would feel like such a jerk. And I'm 52. Like, so I'm in a different place. I'm, you know, I'm fading out of this industry. So I see, I see my social media drastically changing in the next five years. I'll probably, well, I'll- you know, finish up with PPA board and I imagine that I will start thinking about retiring from all of it in the next, you know, five to 10 years. So it'll really shift and change. And then nobody will care about what I'm doing. Really, I think, <laughs> I'll put it to you this way. I think it's less about handling another page or another thing. And it's more just separating the audiences. I mean, I, it would be doing all the same things that we're already doing. Right. All the same talking that we're already doing. It's just putting it on a different spot. I don't think it's like a Facebook group that I need to maintain. I misspoke when I said Facebook group for clients. I'm just going to use my my business page Got for it. my clients, yeah. you know. But um, but yeah, I think it would it would be all of the same effort that I'm already doing. It would just be separated in a way that I can personally digest it better because that's the problem. It's just getting to be too overwhelming. To have everything in one spot under a personal profile. Right. I don't me. have any business under my personal page. Like I know I you don't. Very, every mm-hmm. once in a while, if I paint something and I'm loving it, I'll share my painting. Just because I'm sharing, probably with other photographers, that I enjoyed painting this. But I don't, if I'm doing a special at the studio or if I'm doing something, I very rarely talk about it on my personal page. Like, I just, that's what my studio page, I have two studio pages because I have two studios. Um, You know, so that's. I don't know. It's, all, it's such a well, good question. We should pick here, this back up after a word from our sponsor. Oh, you're right. You're totally right. Let's be right back. 
Hey, Mary, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a control freak when it comes to my work. What? <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, is I actually, you know, I love, I love retouching my own photos. I love having my hands all over everything, but after like two or three, I'm done. Yeah. So I'm so glad that you convinced me to start sending more of my work out to retouch up because I was absolutely convinced that nobody could retouch the work like me. And uh, what a wake up call. It turns out I'm not that special. Nope. You're not that special. <laughs> They're actual trained artists on staff at Retouch Up. I mean, that's what they do. Hey, this is what we do, Kara. We take pretty pictures. Retouch Up artists, they just fix it in the most fast and efficient way. You get it back so quick, most of the time with less than 24 hours. I mean, I can't imagine sending, you know, sitting there and working on and doing retouching on all of these images. It just doesn't make it sense to me. I'd rather use those hours to chat with you. You know, if there's ever a time that I worry that they won't understand the look that I'm going for, you know, because I do like to retouch things because I'm a control yes. freak, um, I might retouch yes, one or two and send those off as reference images and then just ask them to match it. And then I'm done and I don't have to worry about it. And you know, as the time goes, you're going to find that you have real nailed down guides. Mm-hmm. You know how you like your high key, low key, mid key or environmentals to look. And you just have those guides on file and you just tell them to match that. So you don't even have to retouch that one. I mean, it just makes it so incredibly easy. And I just can't imagine our business without retouch up. I really can't. And guess what guys, just listeners can create a free account today at retouchup.com. Just be sure to list gist G Y S T as your referral source, and you will get a special discount code just for listeners of this podcast. What? That is so cool. (laughs) I know. What are they, crazy? They're nuts. (laughs) You guys get in on this. I tell you, you will not regret it. And if you have a problem, you just send it back and they take care of it with a smile on their face. Or I imagine it's with a smile on their face. I imagine it too. I imagine them with great big smiles and like heart emojis, heart (laughs) emojis. Yeah, guys, check it out. Retouch up. Don't forget to put in that special discount. G-Y-S-T, and you're going to get lots of fun offers, and you're going to have so much extra time, you're not going to know what to do with it. That's right. Thanks, Retouch Up. And we are back. Yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I don't want to leave them out. (laughs) Oh, you're totally right. No, I'm glad that you did. Um, So, um, okay, so here's an example of when it works to use your personal profile as uh, with your business stuff. Right. Uh, this, This is the best example I can give. When you're posting from a business page, mm-hmm. um, like uh, like I just did this image for the city of Tallahassee yes. with all of the female leadership there, mm-hmm. and I have a couple a couple of women that are in the female leadership. I am friends with on Facebook as clients mm-hmm. under that client list, right? Personal, on your on your pers- personal page, personal page. Okay, okay. So when I post this work from Kira Derryberry Photography's business page, yes. I cannot tag those exactly. individuals. That is a problem. As my business. Now I can switch over to looking at my business page as my personal page where I can tag any of my friends. Yes. But I have to physically be friends with them. Yes. And so that is why my my Facebook presence has been fairly mild. I mean, I I don't know that I, you know, I certainly have my own political beliefs that I've been vocal about, but like that's why it's fairly benign Mm -hmm. because I have to friend all these clients at the same time so I can tag them in the business page. Yes. Because I get so many referrals from stuff like that. Somebody goes, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. That That makes sense. And I don't. Like, um, as a matter of fact, a lot of, I mean, if my clients, I will tell them. So if I post something and I understand exactly what you're saying and I, and uh-huh. this is a, this is something that um, I, you know, I wish I could do actually on my senior page. Like I wish I could tag my seniors, which is why like a lot of local senior photographers, they do it from their personal page. I just, I want my personal page to be personal 
So that's yeah. why. But I, if it's a post, I usually, what I'll do, if I post an installation for a client, like last week I posted an installation for this client for her and her son's two-year-old birthday, I will text them or shoot them an email and say, hey, check out the Hazen Fist page today, posted Murphy's picture. And then they will grab it and share and share. You know what I mean? So they can grab it and share it. So that's kind of how I've combated that. I don't know that it's as successful as tagging them. I totally think when you tag somebody, you get so much more traction. And that is the, that is the, that is the quote unquote bad part about a well, see, business page. That would, well, and that would also kill the idea of blowing away my personal profile and just adding back people that I, that I really yeah. know, which brings us back to whether or not to friend your clients, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because, because I'm friendly with my clients, I do have that personal relationship where their their friends see me as somebody that they might want to work with because I get along so well. Agree, agree. You know, and I speak their language, and yeah, um, it just it's just a little bit of an obstacle course in the sales room. I think I think that's the only place where it just becomes a little bit different. Now, I haven't experienced knock on wood anything yet where it became like weird. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm not getting that close with the clients. You know, I can mm-hmm. just think of a small handful where it just feels like lately I'm meeting a lot of people that I really jive with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and um, like, well, like the client that just came in yesterday um, with her family, we just scheduled a time for me to come over to their house and, you know, look at their walls and look at some of the, you know, the ideas so that at their sales session we can have, you know, have all that mocked up and ready for them. So I'm going to go do that on Monday. And she and I just hit it off so well that I know that that is going to be like a lengthy appointment. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I guess I just, I need to be better about drawing the line, but still making them feel like we're friendly. Uh, yes. You know? And, that's, and I was about to say, so I would almost bet you that my core client group would say, say call me a friend and think that I would call them a friend. And that makes me sound like a really terrible fake person. <laughs> and I'm not no. like, I'm not about, I am authentically and genuinely like these people, but I do keep them a little bit at arm's length. And it's because I don't want to feel uncomfortable in the sales room and me and the way that I love people and I'm friends with people. I would, if I was, if I let myself be that close. And second of all, I don't want them to ever feel like they can't come to me if they're not happy. Right, exactly. That's the other piece that it's, and Kira, the reason I know that's an issue is it's happened to us. Like, I've told this story a million times, but, you know, a long time ago, we had this amazing client. We photographed her kids for so long and I didn't see her for like almost a year. And she used to come in regularly and her neighbor was in and I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen XYZ in a while. And it's just so strange. And I could just see her like her friend, her neighbor, just like the look on her face was like, she looked, could not have looked more uncomfortable. And I thought, uh Oh, what's going on. And I think deep inside, I knew there was something going on. And it turned out that she was not happy with something we did. And she felt uncomfortable because she was so close. She felt uncomfortable calling and telling us. Yeah. And that, you know, I, I reached out and we tried to make it better and it just never worked out because it was awkward but we instituted a policy from that day moving forward, which is a really good SOP or standard you know, practice that I would recommend, is that anytime we deliver a, a portrait um, order or they pick up or we install, within three days, we give them a call or shoot them okay. an email or you could do text, whatever your clients prefer, and ask them if everything is happy. Are they happy? Is everything good? 
And it's because if I had done that with that client, if I had asked her to tell me, it would have never been an issue and she'd be a client to this day. I guarantee you she'd be a client to this day. But I, because we didn't invite and ask for her to, her input and she didn't feel comfortable, we lost that client forever. So, Well, you know what? Maybe that is that SOP that you were just talking about. Maybe that is a solution to the problem. I agree. You know what I mean? It's just that putting a system in place where you, it's almost, I mean, it's automated and, you know, yep. you just give the opportunity for them to say something because then it's on them. Right. You know, if they don't say anything and it's not just an awkward thing that they couldn't bring up, you brought it up. Yes. Right. As yes. the business owner. Hi, so-and-so. I'm so excited that we did this install, whatever. If there's anything at all that we can do to make this experience better, let us know if there's any issues with, the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Are you still and loving then, it? Anything I can do? Are you still do? loving whatever. it? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, any projects you're thinking of next, you know what I mean? Like, it would just open the door for a lot of conversations. And in that point, you've breached the subject of if they're satisfied or not. Exactly. exactly. And they don't and they don't have to bring it up on their own. And so maybe that's something that I need to I need to go ahead and, and obviously get installed because that would make me the one. I wouldn't have to think about it at right. all. Right. You know, agreed. Yeah. And there's no right or wrong here, guys. I mean, so just so you know, I'm not saying, you know, my way's right or, or wrong. It's just something that I do struggle with. I struggle with, you know, um, with it. And um, part of me, you know, I, I love it. I'm like a little envious when you're like, like I drive to this person. And I'm, I could see us becoming and I'm thinking, oh, I've, I have made a concerted effort for almost 25 years to not let that happen. And boy, I have known some really amazing people. And you know what? I mean, this, this wedding that started this whole conversation, the, the groom that emailed me, I loved that bride. Like, she was so stinking funny. Like, I wanted to hang out with her. She was so, I mean, smart. Like, she was definitely someone that I could see being friends with. And, uh-huh. um, you know, I never would let that happen. And and she, like, reached out a few times. Like, hey, my friends and I are doing this or we're doing that. And you know, I just always had an excuse and eventually people stop asking. And it's not that I'm trying to be, I just, I don't know. I really struggle with this one, Kira. I really do. Cause I probably have well, passed on a few really great. You know? I, I have an example of a time where I was the client that felt uncomfortable talking about it because mm-hmm. we had become friends. I mean, I had um, a hairstylist mm-hmm. that I adore. I mean, still, you know what I mean? Like I adore her, but when when I felt like after over time, like the, I wasn't always happy with yeah. the results of yeah. the hair of the, like whatever she'd done. And sometimes it was great. And sometimes it wasn't, but it started to be that I just increasingly wasn't happy and it festered like it, it festered for me and I just dropped off. Right. And it's like one of those things that as a, as a person I feel terrible about and I still communicate with her, but like, I just stopped seeing her, you know what I mean? And, and I'm sure she was like, I don't know what happened because I never, Told her. Was able to talk to her about it because we, we had become such good friends, like, yeah. over time. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, that's the kind of thing that you don't want to happen. And I don't think it's, like, either of the parties' fault. It's just that there's not a system in place so that that can be, that feedback can be given in a place that feels safe, that the person's not going to get mad or you're not going to offend. You know what I mean? Because right. it shouldn't be about getting mad. Like, you're not, like, let's say you were friends with that bride and groom, that the groom that sent you the, the terrible thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it... it if you had been friends with them and not, and now it becomes, well, you didn't even tell me. Like, how could you not tell me that you were getting remarried or that you got divorced? Like, why how didn't you could hire you me? <laughs> why didn't you hire me? Like, in, and then, and then now you're offended uh-huh. that he's complaining to you and both parties are upset or whatever. And instead, you're just kind of like, because you weren't connected with them, you were able to go, okay, no problem. Let me sure. see what I can do. Get all that down. Yeah. You know, 
And no harm, no foul. You're not hurting my feelings. You know, right. I think you're crazy, but you're not hurting my feelings. Exactly. You know I mean? exactly. <laughs> um, no, yeah. that's good. You know, that's good. And yeah, the hairstylist, that's another great example. Or if you go to somebody regularly who does your nails or, uh-huh. you know, I don't know, anything like that. I mean, we it, it happens. I mean, we don't always, I mean, let's be honest with ourselves. I mean, no matter how hard we try, I'm sure we don't 100% satisfy every single client that walks through our door. I think that, our clients love us enough that they let things slide here and there. Uh-huh. Whereas same for me, I've gone to the same person who's done my hair for 22 years and every once in a while, I'm not happy with something, but I just thought, Oh, it's okay. It's, you know, cause it's such a one-off, but if it was consistently not making me happy for what I spend, I uh-huh. would do the same thing. I would just disappear. And you know what I mean? I would, instead of going to them and sitting down because of and the saying, interaction, the awkwardness of the interaction yes. is just too much. Yes. At that point. Yes. You know, and it's like, um, like, what do you, I don't know. It just becomes too awkward. Like if it's so awkward, I will just bounce, you mm-hmm. know? No, exactly. <laughs> just, and I think our clients, we, we don't want to be in a situation with our clients where they, where they feel that way. Right. You know? So I think it's a good lesson all around, you know, of just like, it's just really, it's really a social interaction uh, in everyday life kind of lesson, you know, but I, but I think, um, that when possible to make that line of separation, because I think sometimes the line gets blurred between great friend or good friend that they trust and expert. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, to me, when you are working with your clients, you are an expert, Mm -hmm. you're a design expert, you're a photography expert, you're an art expert. You know, they're coming to you for your expertise and for the product that you make, and they trust your opinions because you've established yourself as an expert. Yes. Whereas sometimes I, I do that really well, and then sometimes I like somebody enough where I, I think I cross the line and open the doorway for that extra bit. So they come to me because I'm an expert, and they know that I'm known for a thing. But then I open that door because I like them. Yeah. You know, yeah, and and then it becomes and nobody, none of them have ever asked me for anything special, special treatment or whatever, you know. But then at the end of it, they're like, "Oh, you know, I'm having a party. I would love for you to come." Yeah, you know. And then you're like, "Well, am I coming as a friend or am I coming as her photographer? Am I, you know, yeah. like does she, you know, so much so that like when that happened, that actually happened to me because I have been photographing this family for years, and they were like, "Oh, we want you at the holiday party. Also, we need photos at the holiday party." Oh dear. And, but they weren't asking me to take them. They, they were like, do you have somebody that works for you? So I ended up hiring a photographer to shoot the party that I was attending. Yeah, I've done that. Guest. I've done that. Yeah? Yeah. I've and it that. worked out fine. But at the same time, I felt a little bit on the clock because I was like kind of making sure. The photographer that I hired is amazing, um, Addie, and she did a great job. But I was also kind of like just making sure that we got everything just as an over. And you, you know what I mean? them though, right? Yeah. 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 Of course. Oh, yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah, I agree. I've done, we've definitely attended. If if we have, so we a lot of our clients sit on a lot of board of visitors or board of directors uh-huh. for a lot of charities and in, in you know the, the hospital that you know is our number one. All these things. So we get invited to attend a lot of those. So like, but they always go and we need like we need just like candid shots from the what you know they never would assume. Now, obviously, we can do that. We do that. That's what uh-huh. we do at weddings, right? That's what the reception uh-huh. is. But we would never ever go we'll do it because they don't look at us they don't look at us as doing that just like your client they didn't look at Mm -hmm. you as doing that and nothing against the person that you hire you know they could be an amazing portrait but it's just Mm -hmm. they held you at a different place so when they didn't expect me to shoot it exactly when we attend something like that 
um, we always hire an associate to, to shoot it because it's just, it's just a different perception. And that's a really great point. You know, like, and you know, anybody that listens to this, it's a really great, what Kira did is so smart. She hired a fellow local, great photographer to fill in and they could do the same next time, hire Kira to do the candidates uh-huh. because they have the relationship with that client who's having this party and you need to show up as a guest and as an artist and not as the candid photographer. Not that there's anything wrong with that. So please don't under, don't hear No, there's that. just a difference between a party guest and it's a It's perception. It's perception. Yeah. 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 Somebody who's working. So, um, so yeah. So, you know, what another, Hey, another reason to get involved with your local affiliates and make friends no with people kidding. like that. That's where, that's where you meet people like that. I know we always try to like throw in those nuggets. It's, it's, uh, I know you and I are the biggest cheerleaders for local affiliates, but it's one of the best ways to build a network of colleagues that oh, yeah. are there for you when you need them. Oh, absolutely. Know? I We had a big event um, last year. No big events this year, but last year we had a big event, and they ended up just at, keep adding things. They wanted another photographer. They wanted a photo booth. They wanted video. And I just, being the person that was kind of control, control central on all the documentation, I didn't want to send them to somebody else, meaning... I didn't want them to go outside of my peripheral. Like I wanted to handle all that. I was like, we can handle anything. But I had to hire like four additional local people. We have an amazing member in our local that does amazing photo booths. I just hired them. I, You know what I mean? I just passed the cost on to the client. I hired a video person. I'm not going to try to jack up my camera and do video. It's not what I do. You know what I mean? Like I actually, um, we just did the portraits ahead of time. And then I had all candid and video. I mean, but it was great because I had an entire network because of my local affiliate that I was able to cover that. And, you know, and they made money. I made money. My client was thrilled and they had the best professionals in the, that the city could offer. So, you know, all that works, I think, you know. <sighs> yeah. It does. Yeah. So um, I loved our podcast uh, a couple weeks ago about getting nervous before a session. And uh, I got some funny, like, I was, I was really surprised how many people were like, oh my God, you know, 30 years, I'm still nervous, eight years in and, you know, and a lot of cool comments, but I know you got some great ones on your level up page. So uh, I did, but, yeah. I did, I did. So my friend, Mike Copeland, who's a videographer here in town, um, you know, I posted about how we were having to like, wait for that in the, in the last episode, we talked oh, yeah. about how it's having to wait for the cloud. Right. And so I asked in the level up group for everyone to share with me. Um, some the most anxiety triggering incidents that happened to you before, after, or physically at the shoot. Um, and my friend Mike Copeland says, uh, for me, the anxiety comes from that person that thinks they're some kind of expert and second guesses what you're doing and makes a bunch of suggestions. Yes. Usually they're part of the client's entourage and that puts me on edge every single time. Oh, Mike, I feel your pain, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel your pain. And just to kind of like, you know, expand on that. One time we were at a wedding and they asked for us to bring our drone. They didn't hire a videographer, but they wanted a little bit of drone coverage. It was in a vineyard, yada, yada. Well, one of the groomsmen, you would have thought he invented the drone. And I <laughs> thought he was going to make Jamie go completely mad. Like, we, we had, we're, 
Jamie's drone certified. He's FAA certified. He's got all that. You know, he knows how to fly a drone. I mean, you know, and he would not stop. Like, Jamie's like, you need to actually be in these pictures. You need to stop looking over my shoulder and telling me how to fly my drone. (laughs) But I mean, and, you know, I know he was trying to be helpful, but also trying to show off because then he would like ask questions. And Mike, maybe you can understand this. He would ask questions that he thought he was going to throw Jamie a zinger. Like, Jamie wouldn't know the answer. Like, a really ridiculous question. Oh, I love that. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Like, something that involves, for me, it's always, they always ask me something about the camera, and it involves math, or, you know, it involves something that I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? But, you know, Jamie had every, because he's very technical and all that stuff, but. Yeah, they feel like they're, they're, they're testing you to see if they know more than you. They're trying to one-up you. Yeah, it's the way I've I have had that happen so <laughs> many times, and I wondered. I'm I'm su- I'm honestly I'm not surprised that it happened, but I mean I think it happens a lot to women, like men I doing was that to women. Say that, and I was and I thought no, was that? But yes, when I first started, especially I mean obviously I was 25 years younger. Okay, I I experienced that a lot, like yeah, because yeah. we were film based, and I had a medium format or you know an SLR, depending on what it was, and I would get some guy. I'm sorry, men, but it was always some guy that would start asking me questions. And I know I'm like, he's trying to catch me in. He's trying to make me feel dumb. Like that's how it made me feel. And that I resent Mm -hmm. a lot. Like I have no time for that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. For me, for me, the, the experts, um, a lot of times are, um, the posing experts that you didn't know were ever posing experts. Okay. I haven't had that one. I've had, I've had a couple of clients who in the past, like many years ago, um, were, or somebody on the team, you know, for a commercial shoot who was, who had modeled, done some modeling. commercial shoot. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. And so I'll be working with somebody who is not a model. They're just normal people that I'm shooting. And then I'll get them in a pose. And then the, and then that person from the production team will come over and just start going, well, you know, when I modeled and then like would t- give a pose mm-hmm. when the body types are completely different, yes. you know, and like they, the bodies and physically body types, some body types do not move like other body types, you know, like do not, do not bend in all the same places. And so they're sitting there giving them these poses that look great on this one person, but not on the person I'm, I have to actually photograph and the amount of time lost. I have that truly that gives me so much anxiety. It, it used to give me anxiety, and now it just annoys me to the point. I think anxi- the anxiety has been replaced with just full, like, annoyance having to control my face, you know? That is so <laughs> yeah. funny. So I don't work with, I don't work with, you know, set designers or with coordinators on the I don't do a ton of commercial that involves all those extra people. But when we do, I always flash back to years and years and years ago. We did a big job, a big commercial job, and they sent over all the people it was for ice cream, Kira. It was ice cream. <laughs> you don't even pose ice cream, right? You just, you know, you make it nice and you, and we had to use real ice cream because, of, you know, there's all those, you couldn't, back in the day, you would do glycerin and it was all fake ice cream. Well, yeah. this was real freaking ice cream. Yeah. And the, um, the set person, I'm not kidding you, we melted two bowls before she could get the ice cream right. And I was about to pull my hair out because I could have been done with this in 30 minutes. Three hours later, the third bowl of ice cream, we finally got this shot. And it would have, and I, when I look back at my first shot and that last shot, they're exactly the same. But she just had to show off. Mm-hmm. I sound like I'm being so mean. And I, I, it just, nope. it was like, 
I think I was intimidating to her. So she just had to keep, you know, jockeying for position. And I'm like, okay, you go right ahead. That's what you're paid to do. I'm just going to stand here. Let me know when you're ready for me to take the shot. I've got the lighting. I'm good. You get that ice cream. I'll set it. It's ice cream. It's not moving. It's not making expressions. Just scoop it. Put your sprinkles on. Let's go. But I'll never forget that. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff, they're there because they feel like they have a job to do. do. Yeah. But what they don't understand is that the longer they take for them to do their job and the more they encroach onto your job, the longer the job takes total. I was could, charging by the well, hour. So yeah. it's on them. So, you so, you want to okay. be, be the set designer? You want to do, you, okay. I mean, I knew what they wanted. They're there to tell me what they want, how the client wants it, what it's going to be used for, what negative space we need, you know, all that stuff. Like, that's what you're here to tell me. Approve the background, approve the lighting, approve the shot. Because, you know, I can do that right there on, the, you know, but she just tinkered and tinkered and tinkered with it. And Everybody was like, oh. <laughs> never worked with her again. <laughs> They're just standing around. Yeah. Um, and that reminds me of like when people bring in um, a bunch of inspiration images. Oh, yeah. And you think that they're inspiration images. You know, I, I do like to see what, especially on a commercial job, I do like to see the direction they'd like to go in, yes. you know? Yes. So just so we are on the same page about the style. Mm-hmm. But then one of the last ones I did, they kept showing me this one image of this woman and... Um, and I and I took it as inspiration, you know. And they were like, "No, like this pose, this pose, this woman doing this on this motorcycle." Oh, you know, like this whole thing. And I was like, "Okay, well, the well, the motorcycle that's in the shot that you're giving me." I mean, it, it became like the anxiety of I'm having to explain to her why the proportions won't match up for to, for me to. I can't do this because the motorcycle we're using is a foot shorter than the motorcycle that is in this photo. And the model, the, the woman that we're using is not, is a, a foot taller than the model in the photo. I mean, like, the, <laughs> so she can't sit on there and look like this woman is looking. Right. Because the ratios are just ratios are off. I can't make that look like that. Yeah. You know, and they were like, no, I want that pose from this angle. From the, I mean, she literally wanted oh, wow. a copy of the image. And so I, what I do in those situations is I take the image as best I can. You know, because they're not, she wasn't, it wasn't letting, I mean, that picture got shown to me four or five times on the shoot, you know, Uh and I was like, okay, I'm just going to take it. So I took it and then included it in the, um, in the proofs. And of course it wasn't used. No, because (laughs) you were right. So that's, yeah, that's a good point. You do it their way, then you do it your way. And they usually Mm -hmm. will choose your way because you understand the ratios and the, you know, it's just, you know, and that's okay. That's our job. And I, I get it. But the nervousness is, is, is funny. Um. I don't know. I, I think when you when you deal with it, I, I know we're we're double talk, talking about the subject, but like you know, I I think when you deal with it enough, and you will in experience as it comes, mm-hmm. you know, you deal with it enough, it it moves from anxiety. I think you're always going to feel a little bit of that jitter or that anxiety, but you start to come up with better ways to handle. Like you said, just shoot it instead of arguing with yeah. them about why you can't be shot. Just shoot it and then move on because. They'll see, they'll see later that it didn't work. Yes. Yes. You know, (laughs) you're exactly right. I will always Mm -hmm. explain why I don't think it's going to be as successful as that great Mm -hmm. shot, but let's try it. And then I'm going to do it this way. That way you have a choice. That's how, that's my go-to answer. I'm going to give you options. I don't Mm -hmm. think it's going to be as successful because of X, Y, and Z. However, let's do it. I'm excited. And then I'm going to also shoot it this way. And let's just see what you guys like in the end. And that's always how I, I, I've tried to handle that because it, it's just, it's like talking to a wall. Like people just want to dig in and be right. And that's okay. I can be that way, you know, for sure. I can be that way. So I, 
understand it and just yeah, they on. they don't want to hear all the they don't want to hear a long version of the reasons why you can't do this no. thing that they want. Mm-mm. You know, no, so they're not hearing just, you. They're not hearing you at all. So it's just not yeah. worth, it's not worth it. But I love I love that we talked about it. I don't want to you know. I also think I was thinking about this as I was listening to that that podcast. A little bit of nervousness is good. Like I uh-huh. I read something. I was reading. Um, I think it was a James Clear book um, the other day and. There was something in there about, oh gosh, oh my gosh. It was something like um, the the person who, oh, I never want to get on an airplane with a, with a 100%, po- 100% I've got this kind of pilot. Because somebody who has that type of attitude doesn't go through the pre-flight checklist. And I thought, yes, that's kind of like us. Like, I think a little bit of nervousness is good. I don't think anytime I walk into something with a hundred percent, I can't fail. I'm going to, you know, that's not a good thing either. Like, I think it's okay to have a little bit of jitters or minor anxiety or something that, did I, I mean, check my camera, OCD. Back, check my batteries, check this, check. Yeah. There's that fine line. I don't want to be, but I want to have a little bit of, Okay, you know what I mean? Because if not, then that's the time I'm going to forget something, you know, like the CF card. <laughs> I'm going to forget the battery or I'm going to forget the, you know, this or I'm not going to, you know, test exposure or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think we need a little bit of that. It keeps us on our toes. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I 100% agree. I 100% agree. It's, it's, it's always good to be able to second guess yourself a little bit yeah. um, before the shoot because it makes you more thorough. I agree. I agree. What is it? Measure, measure twice, cut once. Yes. Measure mm-hmm. twice, cut once. Yes. That's what my husband always yeah. says, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that applies to so many things. It does. It does. Yeah. I mean, that's a good mm-hmm. rule of thumb. So the measure twice idea is a little bit of that. Always doubt, a little bit of self-doubt, I think, keeps us humble, keeps us on our toes. It keeps us more accurate. And I also don't really particularly like people that are just, you know, come off as, they don't, they have no self-doubt. I think a little self-doubt is, it's endearing. So I don't know. Like, I'm going to be a lot more comfortable with you if you're like, oh, I'm a little, like, I'm a little bit nervous. Like every time I speak or give a program or I'm like, oh, I'm a little bit nervous. And people are always like, what? You? I'm like, yes, of course I am. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, who knows what's going to happen, you know, here or there. So I think it makes, and I mean that I really am a little bit nervous, but I think it makes people I don't know, feel like more relatable. Like, oh my gosh, if you're nervous, I'm at, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, of course, I'm a human being. Like, that's perfectly normal. So kudos to all the photographers out there who get a little nervousness <laughs> before their photo shoots. It's healthy. It is. It's healthy. Yes. All right. Yeah, Man, yes. we got a lot. We covered a lot today. I know, we have. We covered, we we have. covered a lot. Um, so uh, we, have, we have exciting things coming up. We have Imaging USA coming up. Um, which is going to be amazing. We, you and I just got off the speaker calls, yes. um, g- giving us updates on on how it's going to be and and what the programs are going to look like and what the format's going to look like. And guys, I'm I cannot express to you enough how excited I am about Imaging USA going virtual this year. I mean, it's what we have to do, and it's going to be so phenomenal, just so phenomenal, so phenomenal, like the best. I am too. Like it's, I mean the. There's additional programming. There's additional opportunities. It's going to live for 30 days. So you're going to, if you don't have to choose anymore, y'all, you can watch one and then the nether and you don't have to make choices. You know, you go in person, you have to choose, oh my gosh, do I want to see this or this or this? And you always have to like pick. And now you don't have to because it's going to live online. 
Some of it's actually going to be shifted over into EDU, so it'll be there a lot longer. Um, Pre-cons are still going to be on Zoom, and they're going to you're going to be able to do some interaction. And every single program, you're going to have Q and A's at the end, so you can chat with the speaker. I just think this is going to be we talk about making you know making a lovely lemonade um, out of <laughs> lemons. Um, I think this is going to be an incredibly positive event, and um, I can't wait to see how it all pans out. I'm so excited. I'm excited about that Q&A because, you know, you've been in a room, like a massive, uh, you know, yes. auditorium listening to a speaker. And then you stand in line to see if you can get up to the speaker at the end and ask a question or meet them or whatever. And then now you're going to have the opportunity not only during the program to ask questions in the chat, mm-hmm. but at the end, you know, that the virtual line to be able to go up and say hello and ask a question to the speaker will be much more accessible than, you know, than, than in person because just to the sheer volume of people. Yeah. You know, well, so. and you, you know how it is. I mean, usually after those programs, we have to rush out because the next one's coming in. We're so stacked. This is going to yeah. be a lot more controlled, um, meaning, you know, my program will be a certain amount and then, you know, it'll end on time and there'll be time for those things. So lots of stuff. Keep watching, um, follow on social media or ppa.com. Lots of great information coming out and get registered because man, it is, it isn't, I mean, I think it's priceless, everything that you can get. So check it out. Imagingusa.org, I think is the website. And you can look up stuff there too. So don't, don't miss it. You guys, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, well, there should be no way to miss it because it'll be, you register and then you'll have access to it the whole month. So, yay. Yay. So, all right, we're going to wrap this up. So, guys, you can follow us on Instagram at Get Your Shoe Together. You can follow us on Facebook at Get Your Shoe Together. You can email us at girl at getyourshoetogether.com and you can subscribe to us at everywhere where podcasts are played. We will see you guys next time. Thanks, y'all. 